Greetings and welcome to Marley Ramon's Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast, where we'll discuss the art and stylings of Ryan Marlett. The artwork is all over the place, so be advised it could be fun, but it could be dark. It might be a painting, drawing, sculpture, Halloween prop, action figure or song. Each episode will feature a piece or pieces and the insight behind them. Hopefully you'll like some stuff, other things you may not. No worries. Chances are also that you'll likely be offended at some point but hopefully we'll also share some laughs along the way. Art has always been a part of Ryan's life and this is a way to document his work and share it with you. If you get butthurt easily, consider this your warning. Besides, your mom likes his artwork. Listener discretion is advised. Greetings there, Marley mates, and welcome back to Marley Ramon's Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast, where today, this is the 49th episode, and we're going to remaster the digital audio as taken from the Facebook Live event conducted on 10 January of 24. Now, I'm going to have to extend my apologies to you because normally I try to spread this out a little bit. I don't like to necessarily do a live event, and then turn around and use the audio that quickly thereafter. And so I tend to have a few episodes in between, but, you know, the next episode coming up is going to be a pretty big one. And so I didn't want to have episode 50, the upcoming episode for next week, being, you know, just the celebrating the 50th episode by essentially airing a rerun. Now, I get that not all of our listeners and Marley mates are going to necessarily be able to have access to the Facebook and watch it when we do the events. But for those of you that are able to join us there and catch them live, I like to spread it out a little bit. So at least maybe, maybe I don't know, you kind of forget a little bit about what we talked about and then you, you'll tune in again anyways. But I'm talking a lot. I guess that's the point of the show, but at the same time, you probably want to hear about some artwork. So why don't I shut up so that I could start talking, and I will turn it over to me with the Facebook Live broadcast of Marley Ramon's Mad Mad Hust of the Dead, already in progress. How now, brown cow? How now, brown cow? Unique New York. Unique New York. And we are live. Good day, Marley mates, and welcome back to Marley Ramon's Mad Mad House of the Dead Facebook Live broadcast here on this 10 January, this frigid, bitter cold January night. Here we are, face to face, a couple of silver spoons. So I'd like to uh, thank everyone for coming back once again. It's been a little while since we've done a Facebook Live. Tonight we're going to talk about two pieces, but before I get into that, I, you know, I wanted to share with you uh, an epiphany I had earlier today. Actually, it was just moments ago. I was at the sink, washing my hands, when I looked down and realized that I'm not washing my hands. My hands 
are washing each other. And there I was just looking on creepily, right? Let that sink in for a minute. Are you watching your hands wash themselves? You freak. Anyways, uh, welcome back to the program. Thank you, as always, for joining. I will discuss two pieces tonight. I sent out earlier today a couple of the before shots. Each were acquired at thrift shops. One was in Virginia Beach quite some time ago. Eh, not quite that long ago, but uh, going on almost a couple years at this point. And one I found almost about eight months ago. And I decided that I was going to try them on, mess around, go with some different things. And I'm trying to decide which one I wish to show you first. But we'll figure it out. As always, I want you to drop your comments in the comment section. Any questions that you have, feel free to do so as we are chatting along and I'm displaying the stuff that we have here for one another. I have uh, been turned on to a new beverage. I'm going to set this guy down. And I want to show you this. I just cracked this open just moments ago. One of the Marley mates shared with me that this is a hop tea by Hoplark, and this is now the second one that I've tried. I tried one last night, and it was it was actually a little bit better than this one, but it's it's tea. This is, in particular, uh, some hibiscus tea petals with some cashmere and lemon drop hops. It's like a sparkling beverage, no alcohol, and obviously, in my sobriety, I've been um, pounding the the other types of Sparkling water, because I am a slut for seltzer water. It is so delish. But these hop teas are pretty tasty, and they come in these tall boys, so that's long-lasting. So I'm going to take a sip and toast to you, Marley Mates, because uh, have I told you lately how much I love you? All right, cheers to you, my friends, my fiends, my loyal listeners and or viewers. So I think I'm going to start with this first piece. I sent it out to you before, uh, earlier today, the before shots. And what this is, I'm not really sure. I should have, I don't think I was aware of it back at the time, and maybe I can still do it now, but maybe plug it into that Google Image Finder type jammy and see if they could come up with what more specifically it could be. But to somewhat describe it for you, for those of you that haven't seen it, and feel free to go on to the, to the social needs after this, to check it out, uh, it's a uh, an oval type resin form, and it has a somewhat of an angelic, religious-looking child, and it has some embellishments around the top of its head. Its arms are out like this, and a lot of very fancy framework all the way around it. It's one solid, cohesive piece, and I saw it. I'm like, this thing is awful. I need to fix this. It's my duty, you know what I'm saying? So I picked this up at a CHKD thrift shop for just under five bucks. And what I did was, let me show you. Excuse me while I whip this out. There we go. So this guy is the guy. As you can see, it's it's pretty good size. It's uh, officially, it's about 16 inches from top to bottom and almost about 12 inches across. Actually, probably a little bit longer. I didn't necessarily account for the, 
the full wingspan on the fingertips here. So this guy was just a very basic child. And what I did with it, obviously, besides paint it in a different scheme, is that I sculpted this hood around the head. It was just a full flock of messy hair kind of just flowing in the breeze. And so what I decided to do was I wanted to change just ever so slightly the overall appearance. And I sculpted more down here. There were some like religious beads and uh, some other embellishments there. So I sculpted what looks like it just blends into the rest of the garment and then this hood over here. And then I proceeded to just repaint the whole thing. Now, the fingertips were kind of chipped and broken off a little bit ever so slightly, but it didn't really matter because I was gonna fix it. So the color scheme in the back is just about what it was. The background was just kind of a cream color and I'll post some more specific pictures once we're finished here tonight with what I ended up doing, but I spent a good amount of time putting some flames just behind. And as you can see, the focus is more or less on the, the subject itself. The robe is that bright red, very high gloss red. The skeletal painting details on the arms, hands, neck, and face. But it's obviously just a child. It's, it's makeup. It's, it's meant to be somewhat creepy and disturbing. And I didn't really have to do anything to the eyes. If you look at the original picture, you'll see that the eyes have a blue tint to them, but I, I took it even a, a slightly different shade because I really liked how they popped and I wanted them to pop even more. So I added a little bit more of a very significant brighter blue to it. I really loved this around the head, so I left it. But all of the fancy work that's around the frame-like piece is... Uh, just kind of brushed over with a very specific bronze and gold couple of layers just to kind of draw out some of the, the detail in all of this specific work right here. But I didn't really have to do much to that. The bulk of it was done as the sculpt and then just painted. I think I did it in like a, overnight. Like I think I started it one night, finished it the next day. Uh, I finished this on 2 April of 2022, and I love this piece. I really, I feel like it came together. I It's kind of messed up and crazy. Like, who would ever even have this? Um, me? <laughs> would I buy it? I don't know, but I made it. So, or I made it better, in my opinion. So, not to be too arrogant about the whole thing. What's cool is that it's it's actually on a stand. And I don't know if you can really see well, but there's like these, it's like a little tripod here and down along the bottom are these kind of beaded wired little areas here to help hold it in place. But that's that's kind of the piece. It's, um, it's untitled and I feel like, uh, I don't know. I, it was one of these things that just kind of came together. I glazed the whole thing with like a puzzle saver type glaze, so it's got a nice shiny finish to it. Yeah, that's that's the piece. Keith Kenobi is on the program. Folks, welcome. Say hi to the 
charcuterie himself and a toast. If you have not yet had the opportunity, be sure to head on over to Lost Sheep Collectibles and check out his colossal amount of Dukes of Hazard merchandise. If there's ever an expert on the subject, it's this guy. He knows what he's talking about. Check him out. Another quick plug. Nah, we'll get to that later. But seriously, nah, here. All right, so the second piece is, uh, I also posted this morning on the social meds, is a porcelain doll. I was at a Goodwill, and this was about eight months ago. It was a Sunday. And the best part about Goodwills on Sundays, at least in this area, is that certain color price tags are a dollar. And so it could be just about anything, not usually furniture or like big stuff like that or electronics, but usually just about anything else in the store. If it's marked with a certain color tag, it's just random. It happens to be a dollar that day. So I walked in and in the display case, I looked down and there are these two unfinished porcelain dolls. And by unfinished, I mean there was no clothing on them. They had no hair. One of them had no eyes. And this one had eyes, but no hair. It was just kind of just unfinished. It was ready to be manipulated in whatever fashion I think is uh, appropriate. So of course I did that exactly like that. But I got it for a buck. I got two for a buck, a buck a piece rather. Um, not to be confused with what the pirate paid to have his ears pierced, a buccaneer. So I got this one and I held on to him for a while. I actually didn't even start working on them for, for quite some time. And then with this one, I started to work on it. I kind of got some ideas and I would start, put it aside, start something else, put it aside. And that's kind of the issue that I have. I've got several works in progress all the time. And I'm not really sure why I can't just focus and get something done uh, without having to go on. I know exactly why. It's because I get an idea and I want to just jump right into it. And so it's hard to not harness that or hard to harness that rather where I can focus on finishing something while I still consider the, the idea in my mind moving forward. And so I got to get it down before I forget about it. And it's not the same to just write it down. I got to just actually express it. And so that's what I do. So these two porcelain dolls had no stands with them. They were just loose dolls. And this one is about 17 inches tall, I believe. And they had no stands. And I wanted to have something while I worked on it. So I looked online and I don't know why, but they, the doll stands weren't cheap. Like they're not, I would expect them to be a dime a dozen and they were not. And so I just kind of kept my eyes open while I was at a thrift shop. You know, I go there all the time, place to place. And then finally I saw there was like a cluster of them and they were not expensive, but there was just probably like, I don't know, 10 or 12 doll stands. And I'm like, sweet. So I snatched them up because they were all banded together and it was just like a, a lot. And I brought it home and that's when I realized why whoever got rid of them got rid of them because they were short. And even if you extend up the, the back piece that, that holds them in place, it was still short and it wasn't balanced. And so I was working on this one and I had super, super glue. I had hot glued her feet to the base just to kind of keep her upright so she wouldn't be 
kind of moving around and there was just no balance there. And sure enough, at one point, she fell over and smashed her face off. But I didn't cry in my Wheaties. I embraced the opportunity. And so if anything, I feel like it makes the piece even stronger. So without further ado, let me introduce you to this young lady here, also an untitled piece. But the whole inspiration for this was to be somewhat along the lines of a very post-apocalyptic Mad Max style being. Um, obviously the third eye in the top indicates that she is not actually human. If you look down below, she's standing in a pile of rubble in this just massive wasteland. There's a skull down here. Uh, there's just all this. These are actually wooden pieces from a little model kit type thing that was provided to me in a package that uh, one of the Marley mates had sent of just a, a variety of different things that she thought I could use in future projects. And sure enough, I did. So they're like little wooden cutouts. And what I did was I painted them black with a flat black. And then I went over them with a metallic dry brush. And then again, with like a, a rust color. So it looks like a pile of scrap metal. And you'll see all the way around, I, I kind of utilized that. The thing that she's holding right here is a starfish. It's It was actually off of, uh, over the summertime when the Dollar Tree had their summertime selection of decor and so forth, they have wooden cutout mermaids that you could paint. They're unfinished wooden cutout mermaids. And I've gotten some. And what I did to them was I just painted them black and then I drew skeleton frames over top of them. But I removed the starfish and so I wanted to incorporate that somehow. And it's just like a little resin starfish. So I thought I'd use that. You want to see something cool? Watch this. <laughs> you got to be shitting me. Come on, you. What happened here? She's supposed to light up. She's got a battery pack on and everything. Well, as Abraham Lincoln used to say, how do you like them apples? Come on, lady. What's going on here with you? Oh, there we go. There we go. Apparently, they're uh, the highest quality the Dollar Tree has to offer. So, um, I decided to, to put some LEDs. I kind of just wrapped them, not to be confused with LEDs nuts, but LEDs wrapped around like this arm, around her shoulders and waist here. And so it's just, just enough to kind of give that little bit of a, just a little pop, a little pop, pop, pop. On the, the body itself, I tried to basically make her dirty. She's dirty, she's covered in some sort of just toxicity, and there's some, some different degrees of body paint, mostly on this side to kind of blend in. You can tell the story. The, the whole point of it was is that I wanted to, to make her look like she was in some form of a wasteland, some sort of a just barren, post-apocalyptic. Her, her clothes are literally um, burlap. She's got a skull on this shoulder. She's got a large skeleton hand on this shoulder. I added this third eye, and it too is part of that same package that uh, one of the Marley mates had sent with this stuff in it, but it had this hair, it was just like some faux fur. So I cut it to just add a little bit of color to what I wanted to otherwise be a fairly monochromatic color scheme. And these 
whatever the hell these fluffy things are. That was just like on some clearance Christmas ornament thing that I found last year. I just thought I could use it somehow in a piece. So I picked them up for like next to nothing. But if you look close, you can see on the head how it broke in several places. And hopefully like, oh, that's, that's freaking nuts. Look at that. As she's looking at you. She says, hello, Clarice. But, uh, yeah, you'll notice that the, the cracks, that's got some Puppet Master love feeling right there. Nice. All right, so I wanted to make it feel like it could step right out of a tool video, you know, in that environment, creepy, very rigid and jagged movements, even though she doesn't move, she could kind of demonstrate that same type of creepy animatronic stop motion animation puppet master love right there. So I, I don't know, I thought that would be kind of cool and, and messed up at the same time. But I decided that once her face shattered into a million pieces, that I was just gonna embrace that and try to make it work. And so originally I had painted one eye black and I was gonna have the other one just be natural. But then when I did that, I decided to fill in the cracks and the gaps with red, not necessarily to indicate blood, but if that's how it comes across, then so be it. But I added the, the third eye at the top just, just to add a little razzle-dazzle. And um, I really like how it turned out. The staff that she uses as a walking stick is nothing more than a paintbrush. <laughs> it's an old paintbrush that was no longer serviceable. It, it, it had served me well over several years, but I decided that it had a unique look to it. It's just like a, a plastic handle, but it's ribbed for her pleasure right here for holding it and so forth. And it is just upside down. The bristles are in here tucked away. You can't see them. And it's just a, a neat little walking stick. Three-eyed Willie. Maybe that's what, uh, what we can call her. That's what her friends call her back in the, in the Phantom Zone. You know what I'm saying? So those are the two pieces that I've got right here. Uh, Merkin's laughing. So I appreciate those laughs from the Merk. What else do you have for me? What do you have uh, any questions about either piece? I'm gonna set this young lady down, which by the way, she is stable now. Uh, probably not so much in mind, but in, in structure because I wanted to make sure that she wasn't gonna fall over and bust her face again. So I went ahead and reinforced and put a little weight on the base of that, of that stand so that she can stand loud and proud. For those of you that may have joined us a few minutes in progress, this was the first piece that we had featured tonight. Also an untitled piece, an upcycled thrift shop piece. The, you, can, you can find the original before pictures on social media, and I will also post additional pics tonight after we're said and done and we say our casual goodbyes. So on that note, I'm gonna toast you once more and take a sip. Any questions or thoughts about these pieces that I can help answer for you? I appreciate the Cooch saying, B-E-A, beautiful. So thank you very much, Cooch. Always a pleasure. Love seeing all these friendly names and, and good times up here. Lots of memories flooding back with all these peeps. While I've got your attention, I would like to also put in a plug 
for my good friend, Dangerous Dave Kuski, a friend of the show. He's been on a couple of times. Just dropped a late episode, his latest episode of uh, <laughs> the Dog and Pony Show. You can find that on SoundCloud.com. The coach says, yeah, I missed the first part. Can you start it over? Yeah, no problem. Yeah, you go practice falling down. I'll be there in a minute. But otherwise, uh, you can't catch the rerun. That's the good goodness right there of the interwebs. We can just replay it. Your bookcase in your fireplace? Genius, homie. True story, mofo. Yeah. Uh, it's fake, but it does the trick. The real shelves, fake fire. Um, it's one of those like little insert portable heater jammies that looks like a, a fire uh, wood stove. Yeah, it does the trick. Keeps me snuggly and toasty. It's got a faux flame going like this, right? Not like this, not like this, not like this, but like this. Excuse me, I like to watch those little flames dance as they tickle the embers. Man, what a what a scene for a winter's night. But that's pretty much what we have going on here. Um, the cool thing is, is that this will eventually become, obviously, an episode as well. Once we uh, take the... <laughs> These are spirit fingers. We'll remaster the audio and turn it into its own episode, of course, as we always do, so that our friends that don't necessarily have social media can still listen in. Definitely like to give a huge shout out to our international listeners. We actually have acquired, at this point, listeners in over 14 different countries. So that makes me uh, pretty excited and it makes my heart grow three times that day. Um, Pretty, pretty exciting, and I'm very thoughtful, very, I can't even put it into words. Uh, it's very thoughtful of you to join us all the time, and I am grateful for your listenership. So these are great. Um, very cool. Very cool. All over the place. Very cool. What else is happening? We've got a milestone on the horizon. Um, on Friday, just two short days away, not even, barely, a day and some change, when you think about it, uh, we drop a new episode of Midnight, as we always do, and that is actually going to be, for those of you that are watching right now, uh, I'll give you a little spoiler alert, heads up, that's actually going to feature a private commission that I just finished, and I'm really excited about that because, uh, it was, a uh, it was a challenging piece because it was something that was out of my comfort zone and not something that I would usually do. So that's about all I'll really say about it. But you can tune in on Friday and check that out. I'll obviously post pictures and you can catch the episode. But uh, the commissions are picking up and I'm digging it. And it's been it's been pretty cool. So I appreciate all the support as always. And it wouldn't be a live episode if I didn't do a shameless plug for the merch shop at Spreadshirt.com. I put a couple of new designs up there this past weekend. I'm starting to put more original artwork on there. And I happened to finish a couple of pieces last weekend. All I did, I never even left the apartment until Sunday. I just sat there and I just, uh, just worked away. I think I completed four pieces that were all in, pro all but one of them were in progress. And one of them I just start and finished at the same time. So yeah. So if you go on there and check it out, uh, the link's on the social medias, but yep, Spreadshirt.com. 
and check it out. What questions do you have for me? What can I do for you tonight? I'm here for you. You know what I'm saying? Although I love seeing some folks joining in, I uh, will revisit some of the stuff that we demonstrated already. But as always, if you happen to come in a few minutes late to the party because you weren't late, you were just otherwise detained, I will show you some of the stuff that we had. But you can always catch this on the rerun. I'll leave it up on the social media forever and ever. And it'll eventually become a podcast episode. So this is the first piece that we talked about tonight. It's a, an untitled piece. It was a thrift shop upcycled find. I sculpted the hood and some of the embellishments around the chest area and then repainted it entirely. And so you can find the before pictures online that I posted earlier and I'll post more later on tonight. The second piece that we had today was also a thrift shop find of an unfinished, use your words, porcelain doll that was done in the form of like a post-apocalyptic Mad Max style wasteland warrior princess something something and she lights up. So there is that. And again, I'll have more pictures online later on. But I do, I was lucky enough for the, the child piece that I took some in progress. So I don't always take the time to do that, nor do I post them always. But um, sometimes I have the foresight to think about actually doing in progress stuff. And sometimes I'll do that for my own benefit so that I can kind of, especially if I'm laying things out or I'm trying to just like, position stuff and I have to come back to it later, I'll take a picture of it so that I can remember how I had it or I don't have to necessarily go back and remember what it was and I can actually figure out a way to keep those in place. Other times I'll just like, I'll be working on it and I'll like it at a certain point and I'll take a picture of it. I think there was one time, excuse me, I think uh, a Transformers piece that I did it was a watercolor piece that I had found original watercolor and then added Optimus and Megatron fighting on the beach. And I kind of took pictures of that in progress. And there was one point where even though I liked the way it turned out in its final form, there was a part of it where it was just line work that I had drawn out the, the figures and then gone over them in like a very fine tip Sharpie. And I really just loved it like that, even with no color, with no shading. It was just kind of juxtaposed this like just lined, uncolored, unfilled setting of these two guys, these behemoths just on the beach crushing each other. And everything else around them was in color and in full scale. I don't know. I just happened to like it in that particular state. So I guess something about it stood out to me. So I took a picture of it like that even though I went on to finish the piece, that was the deal. So sometimes I will do that. Sometimes I'll take pictures as I'm, as I'm working through something. Sometimes it's just a matter of trying to see it little by little. I don't know. I did that with the Headless Horseman piece, actually. What I, I, I think I featured that as one of the four in the series this past October for our, our Halloween lineup. There was a Headless Horseman piece that I had done and I was working through that, taking pictures little by little. I don't know if I necessarily posted them all online 
in progress, but that was something that I had done that with. And so, yeah, you just kind of, you just kind of play with it and go with it. The cool part about having uh, the cameras attached to our phones, it's like the last thing we do at the end of the day is use their phone to talk on it. And so unless you're, you know, worried about running out of film, just take those pictures over and over again. You know what I'm saying? You don't like them, throw them away. It's that easy. All right. Not really a ton much more to keep you updated on. Uh, still working on trying to get the beast some love. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're coming up on episode number 50, which is pretty exciting for me, especially when you think we just launched this back in April. I mean, we're here we are almost up on a year. We're a few months out for that, but to come up on our 50th episode, I'm, I'm excited about that. And I, I couldn't have done that without you. So if there isn't somebody around to listen to the program, what's the point in even recording one? So I'm trying to now narrow down the piece that I'm going to feature for the 50th episode. I feel like that deserves some type of a, of a acknowledgement in that milestone. Ever think about doing a time-lapse recording of a piece? Oh, that's interesting. I haven't. That's a great idea. I, um, I want to say that my video skills are pretty limited, but it doesn't mean I'm not worth, not, you know, interested in, in or it's worth doing. I think I just need to, to actually mess with it and play with it a little bit. I love watching people's videos. I get a lot of inspiration and different ideas from checking out what other people do. And so it might be worth doing. There's a guy, I, I mean, I want to say, I don't know his name, but I think the name of his brand or his program is Downcycle, if I'm not mistaken. And he does very similar things. He'll take like thrift shop art and he'll plug in. Usually it's it's um, pretty well known like cartoon characters or things like that. And he'll, he'll kind of plug them in. And I, I really like what he does with that stuff. And he'll do that. He'll actually kind of show his process of how he does that. So that, that's interesting to watch. But um, yeah, maybe I could give it some thought. Not a bad idea, Cooch. I dig it. Speaking of my good buddy Cooch, uh, I had posted pictures online a few weeks ago. He was able to hook me up with some 3D printed replacement parts for my 1985 Thunder Tank uh, for Thundercats. And I was able to help somewhat restore that Mamma Jamma with his assistance. And so I want to focus more on that. I haven't really spent a great deal of time on the program talking about a lot of my action figure customs, primarily because most of them are pretty knee deep in storage, way packed away. I do have some here and I've done some while I've been here, but I definitely want to, to break some of those out and, and put those on the show for this upcoming new year. Uh, season two is gonna be fun. I've decided just to, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna do anything different. It's just gonna be more of the same dumb shit, but I'm going to probably use the actual milestone of the show itself, the one-year milestone, to launch season two. So that will be the the kind of the cutoff point. There will be no gap in entertainment, I promise you, from one week to the next. There will be no gaps. Not going to stop. I'm not going to take a break. Not going to take a hiatus. No time off. We will not sleep. We will go right into season two. But that doesn't happen until April, so 
We got some time for that, but I've got some ideas. I got some ideas. We got to always try to strive to get better, right? Always constantly trying to raise the bar a little bit. So we'll see what we can do with that. But otherwise, it's great to chat with you folks tonight. It's uh, It's been a pleasure. I don't necessarily have anything in mind for the near horizon. I like to just kind of wing it from time to time. And I thought, you know, I haven't done a live since before Christmas. So it was time to, it was, it was about time. It was due. But I think, unless there's any, anything else from anybody else, I'll probably uh, wrap it up and say thank you. So I do appreciate everyone tuning in. As always, it's been great spending this Wednesday evening with you. I'm going to go turn on my fireplace because it's uh, getting a little bit brisk up in this piece. As you can see, the window behind me, it's closed, but I can feel it. You know what I'm saying? So why don't I put this dude back upon here as I bid you farewell. I'm going to, you can't see it right here, but I got one of these big ass mofo bean bags. I like to consider it like a, a boneless couch if you will. I'm definitely going to crank up the old fireplace, get snuggly on there, and uh, I'll post some of the, the more pictures, some of the afters, some of the uh, in addition twos, so you can kind of go back and see what it was that we talked about tonight. So as always, I thank you. I am grateful for you, and I wish for you to go out, tell somebody you love them, and spread some kindness. It is no surprise that Marley mates are indeed the greatest listeners in the galaxy. That's right. So whether you decide to support me by listening to the show week after week, tuning into the Facebook lives every now and then, or even following me on my social media pages of the Facebook and Instagram, that's greatly appreciated. But I've recently also started a merch shop. If you want to get your hands on some of the coolest Marley Ramones Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast merch, Head on over to Spreadshirt.com and find yours today. We've got logo stuff. We've got original artwork. There's plenty to choose from, and I'm always adding more. Also, I've recently started a Patreon page, and for just $5 a month, the cost of a mocha chocolate bullshit, you could have a membership to Marley Ramone's Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast, where with every new subscription, I will send you a personalized video message and mention you by name in a future podcast episode. If you should wish to participate, go on over and check it out. If not, no worries. I love that you keep coming back for more anyways. So I will talk to you soon. Tune in next week. Okay, folks, thank you for joining again this week. Art is a powerful thing, and I appreciate your willingness to hear my stories. And if you keep listening, I'll keep talking. I urge you to do what makes you happy and never accept anyone that treats you less than. Have the courage to be you and try things on. Besides, every day is Halloween. Special thanks to our friends at Pecan Pie and Subsonic Voodoo for providing these epic musical selections. To see these works as discussed, follow on Facebook at Marley Ramone's Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast page or on Instagram at MRMMHOD. You can find this podcast on most major streaming platforms. And most importantly, if there's one thing that you take away from this stupid little podcast, it's to remember that you are not alone, ever. Dial 988 for the National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline, or Veterans Crisis Line, also 988, then press 1, or text to 
255. Until next time, be creative and go tell someone you love them.